Here's the thing. So embarrassed when people come over here. What does it matter? You bring them over, you kill them. Vampires don't do dishes. Just no singing at all. Sorry. Just take two. Yeah, take. Yeah. Yeah. I told you when I came back. Yeah. No singing. Sorry about that. We're on now, and look what you've done. Yep. <laughs> you guys will never know what you missed. These oh. dulcet tones. You're welcome is all I have to say. I sing all the time to myself he does around the house. All. And if he doesn't know the words, which is most of the time, otherwise it's songs that no one's ever heard except for him because they're some random country song. If he doesn't mm-hmm. know the words, he just fills it in with, and then they do the stuff or touch butts it, or touch butts or fucking. Yeah. Yeah. What was the one today? Sister Christian, though the time. Sister yeah. Christian, and you do doing the, the thing. thing. Yeah. And it makes me, who is like a super perfectionist when it comes to singing, completely insane. I apologize again. So. What being yep. welcome. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Hi. Welcome to How Have You Not Seen This? Yes, this a singing is a podcast. podcast. Nope. 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 No singing. This is a non singing podcast mm-hmm. uh, where a husband and wife show each other movies that the other one really should have seen by now. Yep. And um, for those of you who are new, I am Tracy Carlson, joined by my husband. I am Daniel Carlson. Daniel. Hi, everybody. And uh, we have our producer, Sadie, who does absolutely nothing, is a complete waste of money, and uh, we should speak to payroll about that. She's also a dog, so we're not insulting a person. She's actually a lazy dog, (laughs) just so you know. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's a very lazy dog. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so we hope you enjoyed the mini-sode last week on The Fugitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've decided that's something we'd really love to do. If you want to write us, if you want to write us and talk about anything, you can talk about anything. But if you like, if there's a movie that you would love to hear us discuss, um, just write in and be like, hey, you know what, guys? I have always wanted to talk about... Um, Tales from the Crypt, Bordello of Blood. Yes. Maybe that's your movie. Deathbed, The Bed That Eats People. Or, you know... Any other movie. Any other movie. That's just two of the millions you could then, pick. Then, you know, come in with some questions mm-hmm. and we'll bust it up. Mm-hmm. Minisode style. You can reach us at notseenthispod at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at notseenthispod. Yes. All questions welcome. So. Mm-hmm. So, today we're talking about a movie called What We Do in the Shadows, which was new for Tracy. Uh, it is a comedy, a mockumentary from... The uh, the Fairland of New Zealand uh, that came out a few years ago. Yes. Uh, I had seen it before and loved it, and Tracy had not. Um, just a quick recap for those of you. Uh, it's basically uh, a mockumentary riff on Interview with a Vampire. Like, it's three vampires yeah. who live yeah. together as roommates, and it's a document. Sorry, four. Four vampires who live together as roommates, and it's a documentary about their lives together. And it's really funny. Uh, and it is currently available to rent on iTunes, Amazon, Hulu, things like that. So, uh, yeah. Tracy, how have you not seen this? I, oh, my God. First of all, did you like it? <laughs> I loved it so much. So that's a positive. I loved it so much. It was like it was like Taika Waititi was giving me a big hug and saying, come to New Zealand and be my girlfriend. And I was like, okay. And Daniel's like, I don't think that's what's happening. And I was like, you don't know anything. I think he's in a relationship. Also, I did not get that message at all. Oh, I totally did. I think you might have been watching a different movie. Oh, I loved it so much. Taika Waititi, of course, is the director of the film. Yes, and uh, for those of you who have not seen it, and I know that you're going to think I'm insane, if you're not into these kind of movies, you really should see Thor, Rag- Thor Ragnarok, or as Daniel and I call it, Thor Ragnarok. The Ragnarok. Yep, that's how it goes. Have fun watching the movie and never getting that out of your head. You'll never get it out of your head. You're welcome. And this was a singing podcast. Sorry. Man, we 180'd on you guys. We did. I apologize. But seriously, he directed it. It is fucking 
hilarious. It's easily um, one of the most fun Marvel movies. Yeah, and actually his... It's in like the top three of the 22. co-stars have said the same thing. A day on the set working with Taika involves hijinks, dancing. Day is just a big kid. Oh, jeez, girl. Oh, yeah, after you. I'm just trying to get through. Oh, there's a baby. It's been like that the whole time, kind of just cracking up on set. It's definitely the most lighthearted, fun set I've been on. Oh, scrapper 142. The 142th scrapper. <laughs> and um, as you can see, they mm -hmm. love him. Uh, yes. I, how did I not see this? Uh, this was one of those that came out and I was like, I need to see that. I need to see that. I need to see, I need to see that. I need to see that. I just didn't get to see it. I just didn't see I, I just didn't see it and I have absolutely no reason. And then when I saw that it was coming out, spoiler as a TV show with one of my favorite one of my favorite uh, British actors, uh, Matt Berry, I was like, okay, I really need to see this movie. What is wrong with me? I don't know why I haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. Oh wait, no, I think I may no, I don't know why I haven't seen it. No, yeah. I have no idea. It was not huge. It obviously uh, was shot very very low budget. It cost less than $2 million to make. It only made a few million dollars worldwide. It played Sundance in January of 2014, opened in New Zealand that summer of 14, came to the States February of 2015. But, I mean, in the United States, it made like $3.5 million. Well, it'll be a total classic. Yeah, it, exactly. It is. They start, I mean, they made a TV Give, show out of yeah, it, for God's sake. exactly. It's, it's a, clearly a cult classic with some legs, and you can go back now and see who was in it. I mean... Taika Waititi, of course, not only directed... Waititi. Taika Waititi not only directed Thoragnarok, but is directing Thor Love and Thunder, the new <laughs> Thor movie that's coming out in 2021. And also Jojo. Is it Jojo? Yes, also a, an anti-hate satire comedy coming out this year called Jojo Rabbit, I'm where so he plays Adolf Hitler. That. Watch the trailer. It's hard to explain, <laughs> but just look up Jojo Rabbit. It's going to be so good. Yeah. Taika Waititi also played the giant rock monster Korg in Thoragnarok. Yes, uh, who was easily, easily one of my favorite characters. Thor, want to use a big wooden fork? Yeah, not really useful unless you're fighting off three vampires that were huddled together. I mean, ha that's one of, one of mm -hmm. like, I, I mm -hmm. could watch long clips of him just yes. being, with that little voice, hey, and I, and I tried to have a, you know. Yep. Hey, See you later, new Doug. See you later, new Doug. Oh, Mick's dead. Oh, Mick's alive. Oh, Mick's alive. Yeah. I could watch a whole I don't want I don't mean outtakes or bloopers. I mean a full honest to god 90 minute movie of just Korg of just Korg and Mick doing literally anything. Korg and Mick what's working that, at the post what's office. That coming out of, what's that coming out of your bottom? Is that is that is that those eggs? eggs. Or is that some sort of I think those are eggs. <laughs> yeah. Mick what what have you got down there? I would watch I would watch that so much. Yes. Uh, he's he's amazing. He's a very funny improviser and comedian. And his um, character in this movie, I absolutely loved Viago, mm -hmm. is... Um, he's kind of a dandy vampire. He's a dandy. He's a sweetheart. Like, he just has this kind heart. I mean, he slaughters people, but he has this kind Don't heart. Don't hold that against him. He's and a the, vampire. And the whole movie, he talks about his love. He wanted to... He came to New Zealand to follow his love, but his uh, stupid familiar put the wrong postage on his coffin, and it took him 18 months to get to New Zealand from... I'm going to say England? No, no, he had a... Somewhere like in Europe. Poland. No, he was coming from... Germany? Like, he, did you hear his accent? Viago. It, yeah, yeah. It's a very European... Transylvania, Transylvania. Oh, that sounds um, good. Transylvania. Let's go with so, that. So... Uh, he got here too late and she was already married. But what I love is he just wanted her to be happy. And that's what he said. He's like, I just wanted her to be happy. So I, I, I didn't bother yeah, her. He bowed out. He's like, I thought about cutting his head off <laughs> yeah. and drinking his blood, but I decided that I wanted her to be happy. And I loved that. Yep. Um, and then we have, uh, Vladislav, the poker. Yes. Vladislav, the poker. I will poke them. Yes, played by Jermaine Clement of Flight of the Concords. Yes, who I have a huge crush on. Yes. Now yes. then, the reason those two guys are in this movie together is because they met at university. Oh. Uh, Taika Waititi uh, attended the university, uh, Victoria University of Wellington, where he met Jermaine Clement. They did a two-man comedy troupe called The Humor Beasts together. Oh. Uh, that's also at university where Jermaine met Brett McKenzie, with whom he did Flight of the Concords. Brit so... Can you imagine all three of those guys at college together? Like, no. well, it would be like nuclear uh, level 
Yeah, funny. It's, it's like uh, Wes and the Owen and the Wilson brothers mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. at UT or uh, Monty Python. Uh, the guys, you know, were separate. They're somewhere at Cambridge, somewhere at Oxford. I mean, mm-hmm. like that's when that's where people meet. That's where the magic starts. I love it. Yeah. So Jermaine Clement plays Vladislav the Poker, uh, based clearly on you know uh, Vlad the Impaler, mm-hmm. uh, and he's much more dark, long hair, mustache, brooding. Uh, used to torture people when he was in the quote bad headspace. Well, he poked them. Yeah. And there's uh, there's a roommate named Deacon. Uh, played by Jonathan Brew. He's the young... He's the baby. He's the baby of the group. He's only 183 years old. Yeah. Uh, whereas Vladislav is 862, and uh, Viago, played by Taika Waititi, is 379. Then we have my very favorite vampire, who is Peter. Peter. <laughs> He's 8,000 years old. Peter is done in the Nosferatu yeah. um, <laughs> look. Yeah. So he looks fucking scary as hell, and it's, yeah, it's hilarious. Creepy. It's great. And my favorite moment is when, well, one of my favorite moments is when Viago is like trying to wake him up and he's like, oh, uh, I was thinking that maybe I could bring a little broom down here and maybe, uh, oh, this is a, a, spinal, a column. spinal column. Maybe you, you could, could sweep, uh, up these bones. sweep up these bones. And Peter just like, you know. Rawr, and he's like, okay, I brought you a chicken. And then just runs upstairs. Yeah, And then uh, they're having a flat meeting. And the guys are like, where's Peter? Is Peter coming? Should we be good? Peter's 8,000 years old. We're not going to have Peter at the meeting. Uh, Peter's not coming. He's not coming to he's the 8, meeting. We can, we can go ahead and jump in without Peter. He's 8,000 years old. He's 8,000 years old. Yeah, uh, so those are the four roommates that live together. And it's a documentary. It's loosely structured on following their lives leading up to this big party called the Unholy Masquerade, which is like an annual shindig for vampires, zombies, ghosts. and ghosts, um, all sorts of un- undead, witches, witches, and witches. warlocks. Yeah, but not werewolves. Werewolves kind of have their own thing going on yeah, in this they're, movie. They're, they're there. They exist, thing. but they've got their own. I, they are lone wolves, I, if you will. Nope. No? Nope. Yep. Not even a you little. Go sit in the corner over there. Okay, bye everybody. It's been fun. Um, one of the things I loved was how they put, they showed all of them throughout the ages in art. Yeah, all that was awesome. All the different kinds of art, from like ancient stuff to mm-hmm. now. The one thing, this is literally the only thing about the movie that bothers me is that they are able to be captured on film. Oh. Because you think vampires should not be able to be captured no, on film. I think that's a kind of a rule. Is that a thing? I think that's kind of a rule that they can't be captured on Because they film. have no reflection. We'll look it up. They have no reflection. I'll look it so up. So they took all these pictures, and they're in all these movies, and I'm like, wait, wait, how, wait. So that's the only thing that bothered me, and that's me being so much of a nerd that I instantly, like, the second I saw the first picture, I was like, Hold on just a moment. I don't believe that vampires can be captured on film. But what are you going to do? You had to have it. Otherwise, you wouldn't have a movie. I am seeing from the internet that uh, because uh, because of the nature of the vampires and cameras use what? Mirrors to capture that image that they cannot be captured on film. Boom. So, Taika, listen. I apologize for showing you this, this horrible movie. I apologize. And you know what? You're right. Neil deGrasse Tyson... Art is stupid. It should be. It should make sense. Did he say art is stupid? No, that's just his vibe. He's like the stars were in the wrong position in the sky, and toys don't talk. And like, like he's just that kind of guy. Mm. It's Neil deGrasse Tyson. I bless his heart. Oh, so well, anyway, yeah, vampires that's probably the only thing can't that bothered be photographed. Me, and I. That's just because I am. I am a vampire person. I am not a Twilight person by any means. I've never read those books or seen the movies, but I do like vampires and werewolves and that kind of thing um and i read a lot of urban horror um and i'm just kind of i was kind of bummed by uh i was kind of bummed by that i was like i don't see nicole peeler doing something like this she's a an author i like or yeah i mean just bug me it would be a really weird documentary if it was just shots of empty rooms with voices. I know. That's what the, Listen, I yeah. know. I'm just saying. It you. could have been funny maybe at the end. They could have done something where they went to go look at the film and there was nothing there. Oh. <laughs> nice. Very well so, done. So, see, yeah. Taika Waititi, I have saved your movie. The, it's back. 
that needed to be saved because it's, we brought it back for 90 seconds. It was it was a bad movie, but we fixed it. Yeah. So I did want to share one I other quick thing. Uh, in addition to the unholy masquerade plot, there's another plot that kind of ties the, the very loose structure together, which is the introduction of the four roommates we mentioned to two new guys, Nick and Stu. Uh, now, how do we meet them? We meet them through Jackie. We meet them through Jackie. Yes, uh, Duncan. Sorry, Deacon has a uh, a servant, a human familiar. servant, a familiar named Jackie, that he's stringing along for household chores and promising of turning her into a vampire. And he's never going to do it. He just keeps hypnotizing her and sending her away to do more laundry. Uh, he asks her to bring some people over, and virgins. She does. She brings over uh, a woman uh, whose name I forget, and she's not important. She's a minor character. And I think then, we drink virgin blood. And then a guy cool. named Nick who uh, tries to escape the house when he's brought over, uh, but is brought down by Peter, the eight thousand year old vampire, who actually does not kill him, but turns him into a vampire. Yeah, and Peter turned Deacon. Yeah. So then there's kind of this fish out of water thing of all the vampires who are a couple hundred years old to li- ranging to thousands of years old have to adjust to Nick who's only been a vampire for two months and is kind of wrapping his head around it and is, you know, he's he's more worldly and understands what's going on in, in modern-day society, but, like, the other vampires, you know, aren't quite used to him. But Nick also brings along his best friend, Stu. <laughs> Stu! Uh, uh, <laughs> who, who is actually played by a man named Stu Rutherford, who was a, a good friend of Taika Waititi's. Um, and that's how he got the role. And they said, he said... I loved him. He said, don't worry, you're going to have a minor role in the movie, so just act natural. Stu did not realize how big a role he was playing in the final <gasps> film until the premiere uh, because they capture so much of Stu in the because movie. Because he's just like in the background like... Because he acts and be like, like... And he'll be like, I'm a systems engineer. Is mm-hmm. that what he says? Yes, yeah, so, so, some, some computer I'm, job. I'm a programmer. He's clearly like a non-actor, non-comic, non-performer and Which acting... Which is what you want. Because he acts this. so straight. It's great. Yeah. So Stu is Nick's friend and, the, and he gets to come around and hang out with the vampires. They all agree not to kill Stu... Because Stu is just a nice guy who helps them. He gets them cable TV and the internet and figures out how to help he them live their lives. Them, him teaching them about the internet is maybe the greatest thing yeah. you'll you'll ever see. Like, they get to watch sunrises on the internet. Mm-hmm. They, like, learning about Google, learning mm-hmm. about, they want to Google virgins. They yeah, wanna... he's like, and now we can look up images of virgins. Now I'm we like, can look oh, up images. Wow. Like, it is hysterical. Yeah. Stu, <laughs> and Stu is wholly nonplussed just mm-hmm. like uh nick's like i have to tell you i'm a vampire he's like yeah, all right like mm-hmm. it's fine he takes it like a champ yeah he's so great he just, he just hangs out with these guys so so those are the two basic very loose story threads tying this together the unholy masquerade and then the vampires getting used to nick and Stu. but really it's a shaggy fun really loose 90 minutes of just these guys riffing and joking and vibing together in a mockumentary format um, and it's like a series, almost like tiny sketches put together, uh, with a very loose structure and they just joke around and screw around as vampires. Do you like Boschetti? Yeah. It's so good. So, uh, I did want to give a shout out to Stu Rutherford as Stu, uh, the unsung hero of the movie. Who's... Stu for real is. Mm-hmm. So. And, uh, and adorable and, mm-hmm. um, and actually Nick becomes very jealous of Stu because Nick is Nick makes the mistake of being like, hey, I'm a vampire, I'm a vampire, because he wants to be cool. He gets the guys into, like, the cool club. Yeah, because that's the they thing. They have to be invited in, vampires and they have to be invited get in. invited into the cool clubs. Mm-hmm. And so he gets them invited into the cool clubs, and they like him for a while. They're really into him. And then he starts telling everybody he's a vampire, and they're like, dude, you can't tell people you're a vampire. Mm-hmm. And then, unfortunately, he gets Peter killed. Yeah, he's... He's mouthing off at a bar one night and telling everybody he's a vampire. And some guy's like, oh, I'm a vampire hunter. And he thinks the guy's just like drunk and messing with him. But the guy actually is a vampire hunter. Yeah. And comes over and gets, gets, gets Peter. Peter. So. My favorite. Yeah. Um, but uh, then, of course, we have the uh, running gag. Well, like the antagonists mm-hmm. who are the werewolves. The werewolves. Who all look, the, they all kind of look the same. Yeah, all kind of like dudish, bro, slightly broy, slightly broy, but like married bro. Yeah, like, married bro. Like, for like, sure. like you know those married bros at your office, like a married bro. Yeah, yeah. Are you a married bro? No, I'm a married person. I'm a guy. I'm married, not a bro. You're a married nerd. I'm a married nerd. There it is. My brother is a married bro. He is a married bro, but is, also he's, he's, he's no, no, he's no. Not if a he, bro. he would be a bro if he like if he worked in my office and wore like um, 
pleated khakis and oh god you know those are bros was like like the shirt the shirt was like bro and he's no, not a bro I don't think those he's are not bros. a bro no one in our family's a bro okay that's good yeah we're we're we're, we're bro free we're bro free do you have a bro in your family let us know let us know if you need help with your bro bro removal bro removal mm-hmm. um i so the werewolves are led by Reese Darby. <sighs> a brilliant, brilliant uh, comedian from New Zealand. Also, he played the manager Murray in Flight of the Concords. And, of course, we all know this. Come on. Band meeting. Brett. Present. Jermaine. Present. Murray, present. Which, like, you'll randomly say that to me periodically. Yeah, sorry. You'll be like, present. 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 Jermaine, um, present. Brit, present, Brit, present, present, Murray, Murray, present, present. So good. Yes. He's so good on that show. He's <laughs> he's hilarious. He's so wonderful on that show. I just love I, him. I love that show. Yeah. I love, they're in a meeting and this guy's like, okay, so we're having this meeting. And he's like, you're not taking, you're not taking uh, attendance. And he's like, no. Or he's like, when do we know the meeting starts? He's like, <laughs> it started. And he's like, they don't take attendance. <laughs> um. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, so he's the leader of the werewolves. He's the alpha. He's the alpha male. And he doesn't like them to have bad attitudes. So they the the vampires will kind of tease them and then the werewolves get all worked up and they'll swear and he's like, We're not werewolves. We're not swear wolves, we're werewolves. Yeah. What are we guys? Swearwolves. Werewolves not, not swearwolves. Werewolves, not swearwolves. Mm-hmm. And um they do play a, a larger role at the end when they are trying to get themselves chained to trees before. Oh, yeah, before the full moon's coming out. And so they're moon. trying to chain themselves to trees so that they have a place to safely transform. <laughs> yes. And the uh, unfortunately, the vampires interrupt this so they don't get chained and they end up eating and turning. Stew. 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 Which kind of is appropriate and then mm-hmm. Stu, in his adorableness, um, brings the werewolves and vampires together. He's like a peacemaker. As friends. Mm-hmm. Which I love. Yeah, like because the vampires and werewolves do not get along. They make fun of each other. But then the vampires think Stu is taken down, like killed by the werewolves. Turns out they turned him. And then Stu comes back to their house uh, a few nights later with all the werewolves. At first, they're like uneasy. But they bring in the werewolves, and everybody gets along and has a good party and has a good time and hangs out together. Yeah. And so it works out for the best. It just because of the the, the joy that is Stu. Yeah, bringing the joy everyone that together. is Stu. Like, everyone loves Stu. Stu's the man. Stu is the man. Yeah, like, when, when the, at one point, the the four main, or the three remaining original vampire roommates have an issue with Nick. They're upset at him for getting Peter hurt and killed. So they kick him out, but they tell Stu that Stu's welcome to visit anytime. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> they're like, Stu, you can visit. You're out. Except you, Stu. You can come back anytime. Yeah. 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 It's... They're like, you brought a human into our house, except it's Stu, and Stu's great, so we can skip over that. That's fine. Yes. Yeah, they love Stu. Yes. We all do. And actually, there's a there's a scene that I love. Um, uh, Deacon hates Nick because Nick is younger, and everybody loved Nick at the beginning, and so Deacon absolutely hated him, beat the crap out of him, and was just like a typical kind of older brother, like with the little brother, like the new baby in the house, just hated him. Mm-hmm. But after they thought Stu died, uh, there's this precious scene where Deacon's talking to Nick. He like tries to make him feel better. And it's it's one of many scenes in this movie where you're just like, where Taika Waititi just makes it so sweet mm-hmm. like it's yeah. these grown men it's fucking vampires and werewolves and blood and gross and whatever and it's precious and you're like oh yeah i think that's Aww. his ability to balance comedy and real emotion like that is what made Tharagnarok so fun yes and what makes him such a really sharp and gifted director yes because he's not just good at one kind of thing He's really good at comedy, really good at heart. He can direct uh, different kinds of scenes. He and Jermaine Clement co-directed this, you know, and he directed the Ragnarok, and it, you know, it looks good. It's not like you watch it and you're like, okay, good jokes, but didn't hold together otherwise. Like it's a, it's a fun movie. We so, had a ball watching that movie. Yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was a really really fun one, and oh. I had not seen Thor 
or Thor The Dark World. Thor Ragnarok was my first Thor movie. Listen, you watch the first two Thors for Chris Hemsworth without his shirt on. You watch it for Kat Dennings. You watch it for Chris Hemsworth without his shirt. Mm, Kat Dennings. Kat Dennings watches it for Chris Hemsworth without his shirt. I don't blame her. He's incredibly attractive. My dad... You kids like that Chris Hemsworth guy. I know you kids like that kid Chris Hemsworth fella. He's one of the Chris's. He's a top tier Chris. He is a top tier Chris. Yeah. So, um, but no, I was going to say, I think he's really good at balancing that humor and pathos and has done that throughout his, his, um, his filmography. I think it's, uh, this movie was kind of a turning point for him actually. Yeah. In terms of his popularity. Uh, he had done a short film in 2004 called Two Cars One Night that was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. Uh, and he directed Eagle vs. Shark in 2007. It's kind of an indie comedy. Back then, it was mostly known for featuring Jermaine Clement of Flight of the Concords because mm-hmm. he was much more popular then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, YTT directed a 2010 film called Boy. Shadows uh, came out in 2014. Mm-hmm. Kind of a turning point because then he gets more notice for Hunt for the Wilder People in 2016, another great, great movie with our boy Sam Neill. Oh, what? We might have to add that to the list. Oh, it's, what? It is a great, great Sam movie. Neil. Same thing, balancing uh, humor and uh, pathos. Sam and then, of Neil course, makes everything go 2017, go go go. he gets the job in Outcomes the Ragnarok, in which he also plays Korg, and that blows up. So he was actually going to do uh, a remake of Akira, and then they said, hey, you know what? Instead of making Akira, what if we just backed up a truck full of gold to your house and yeah. dumped it outside your house? What if we just gave you, can you jump more in money than you've style. ever seen in your life? Yeah. And he's like, how about, fine, no more Akira. I'll do Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. And so he's doing that next. And he's the reason that Natalie Portman is doing. Oh, yeah. He brought her back. He, he's the one that talked mm-hmm. her into it. Yeah. But uh, also when he was getting into oh, films, he made a short in 2005 called What We Do in the Shadows interviews with some vampires in which uh, he and Jane Clement and uh, the other guy that played Deacon. Yes. uh, Johnny, Jonathan Brew were all in that. And so that was, that's where this idea came from. Yes. So it turned into the feature about 10 years later. Oh, another, uh, uh, YTT, non-related YTT Mm -hmm. issue. Wait, no, it's not related to, forget it. A non-YTT issue? Yes, thank you. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love the two police officers. They are great. Uh, they get hypnotized all the time, and they're adorable. And after the um, after the werewolf attack, they're like, you know, we just don't know why this keeps happening, and uh, it's monthly, and it's getting worse. And then they bring up the most beautiful border collie you've ever seen on a leash. <laughs> they're like, he's one of them. Look at this. And they're like, we're gonna have to put him down. And then they walk him over to one of like the ravaged bodies. They're like, look what you did. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> this dog's just so happy. Like, yeah. But like, <laughs> yeah, these two cops, of course, are oblivious because they get called over to the vampire house for a noise disturbance after the vampires are fighting. No, it was after Peter died. Uh, yeah, they're fighting because uh, Peter died. And so uh, Deacon is fighting with Nick about who's responsible and they're, they're tearing up the house. Cops get called on a noise complaint uh, and come over very quickly answering the door. Uh, YTT hypnotizes them as best he can, but he's not yeah, a good hypnotizer. Yeah. So the cops are walking around acting normal, like inspecting stuff like, oh, look at that. There's no fire exten- or no fire alarm, or smoke alarm. Yeah, two of the guys are in the They're air. Floating, but they don't yeah, the cops the don't see them because they've been hypnotized. So the gag is these cops do not see the things. Like they they step over the charred corpse of Peter and are just talking about safety points for the the basement. Interestingly enough, those cops also proved popular and were spun off into their own series called Wellington Paranormal. Oh my God. Uh, it was a New Zealand hysterical. series. Uh, six episodes came out in July of 2018. There's another 13 slated for this year where basically those two cops go around getting into the same kinds of things. Oh my God. The guy I who plays Nick good. guessed it on one of the episodes. So yeah, Wellington Paranormal, which also just great name, great yes, title. Yes. So I love them. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, again, Going back to Viago and Catherine, the love of his life, um, he you see him periodically going by this um, retirement home and looking up into the windows where there's this old lady, and you realize that that's Catherine. And then at the end, she's 96 years old, and he changes her. Mm-hmm. And she's so excited. And they're together. Like... It would have been, I would have been horrified if he'd changed her and she'd been like, I was going to die. But she's like really happy to see him again. And yeah. he talk. he calls himself a cradle robber because he's. He's like a couple hundred years old or something. Yeah. 
uh, like 300 something years old. I can't remember. Yeah. And uh, she's only 96, but he doesn't care because he loves her and she's so happy being a vampire. And you're like, and that's another one of those. How do you, how in the world do you make something like that like so sweet right. and happy? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I th- there there are way too many moments for for us to like share every single one that we love. Like you have to see this movie if you haven't seen this movie. I yeah. and if I'm the only person that hadn't seen it, then shame on me because it was every part of it was so funny and and perfect and sweet with the exception of them not being able to be filmed. Yep. Taika. Strike one. Taika. No. Rent it. It's rentable. We rented, we rented it on Amazon for like three bucks. So it's bound to be on iTunes and other services as well. Check yes. it out. Yes. It's and well then worth your time. watch the TV show with, um, uh, it's, it is produced, executive produced. I don't think it's directed by, but I know it's executive produced by Jermaine and Taika. Mm-hmm. Um, and it stars Matt Berry, who um, you will know from the IT crowd. Um, mm-hmm. And uh... <laughs> hell's deep, but I'm not aroused. It's only cars. God damn these electric sex bands! <laughs> I love I, it was that or father father matt berry hilarious hilarious actor also right now Comedic on netflix genius there's a matt berry series called toast of london that i recommend you check out where he plays a washed up theater actor named Stephen toast yes he's he's a terrible actor he's a blowhard oh, it's an amazing it. show it's on netflix I love so yeah so the much. what we do in the shadows tv show uh premiered just earlier this year on fx and in may of this year it was renewed for second season, which is going to come out in 2020. Yay! Mm-hmm. So yeah, good for them. Yes, very good for them. Uh, it was, a, it was perfect. I you and we laughed that we just showed each other two documentaries and I mean two mockumentaries in a row. I yeah, swear that didn't even con- to occur the, to me. This mm-hmm. is not going to be the mockumentary podcast. No, we'll do something different next time. Um, but I wasn't even sure what I was going to show Tracy this week because. We have uh, a document where we just keep throwing ideas in just so we can kind of remember stuff as we're looking through the list of ideas. And I didn't know what I was going to show her. And then this came up somehow, like in conversation or like uh, we saw an ad for the other show or something. I don't remember how it even came up, but I said, hey, you know, you've never seen that. Do you want to watch that? And she got really excited. And I was like, well, then that, that'll be this week's movie. Yes. So, yes. yeah, it worked out great. Because anything Taika Waititi makes me happy. He's so great. I have I have multiple times watched the supercut on YouTube of him as Korg hey, from Thor. We're, gonna, we're all going to go on this ship. You want to come with us? Just See you later, new dog. Piss off, ghost. Piss off, ghost. <laughs> He's gone. He's gone. He's great. He's um, great. Yeah. And it's it's funny. They actually, <laughs> because he's... Because of his skills with comedy and this mockumentary style and this just that deadpan delivery, when they were getting ready to shoot Thor Ragnarok, he got to produce those fake, uh, fake documentaries behind the scenes of like Thor living with a guy. Yes, you've seen those. I didn't know he did that. Yeah, he did. He directed those as well. Oh, that like makes about sense. a month before Thor Ragnarok went into production. That's hilarious. Uh, and it's obviously he was like, this isn't supposed to be canonical it's just me having fun with thor and the hulk and goofing around yes and he's i recommend watching it if you haven't seen it we'll try and find a way to link to that too it is really funny uh it's a mockumentary about thor living with a roommate and just yes (laughs) yeah it's it's great uh so he's just got this down-to-earth style he's 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 got that deadpan style that works really well in a mockumentary Mm -hmm. like it's the same kind of style that jermaine clement brought to concords he and brett both Mm -hmm. that just deadpan dry they're not breaking yeah just really straight delivery humor yeah uh and it works really well in the mockumentary format so it, does. it just it, does. it crushes for sure for sure mm-hmm. um yeah well clearly we liked it i'm so happy you liked it it made me so happy i watched this actually a few years ago uh i didn't see when it came out just because i don't go to the theater that often um but i saw it not long after when it came to cable because i was i was sick you were sick, and then I got sick, and so I had nothing to do for, like, days but watch movies and recoup in bed. And this was one that yeah. I got to watch during that time. I was probably hiding from you. <laughs> yeah, so you didn't get sick again and recontaminated. No, uh, because you're awful when you're sick. We're, hey, hey. 
I am a delight. You're a chore. I'm fine. <laughs> no, so I watched this and I remember loving it and it actually made me feel better. I was like, oh, this was like a nice bit of relief while I was feeling sick. So uh, I've loved it ever since and I'm really glad I got to show it to you and share it with you. I'm really glad I You got loved to it. it. You laughed loud the whole time. Oh, I did. Well, you know that, I mean, you know that I want to move to New Zealand. True. Um, and I was worried because there's some over the top you know, gore humor in this and body horror humor. Like, you know, Viago uh, brings over a woman to to kill and eat, but accidentally gets the main artery in her neck. And so blood is just gushing out everywhere. Yeah. And it's hilarious, but you're not, you're not a big fan of like gore and blood and stuff. No. So I didn't know how that was going to go over. Um, Some of it I didn't look at. It's gen- it, It's not because I'm offended. It's because I have a visceral, like I have a physical reaction. My yeah, body, it's just not your thing. I can't help it. Like I actually feel sick. Yeah. Um, but it was. I just didn't look. Like when okay. when Nick ate a chip and was vomiting, I I just didn't look. Yeah, that that was bad because at one point Nick. Uh, is he realizing discovers that he can only drink blood. Yeah, he, he realizes he can't have human food at all. He like he eats uh, a French fry, a chip, and uh, they're like, "You shouldn't have done that." And so he go, then he has to go outside and barf, and he's barfing up blood. And those two things, I was like, "It's a combination of blood and the barf, neither of which are big no. things in our household, neither of which are a big thing you're a big fan of." No. So I didn't know how that was going to go over. It was fine, but I figured you would just look away. No, it's totally fine. Listen, you're talking to the person who has watched. Um, um, What's that hand motion you're doing right now? What am now? I doing? Are With you the skiing? Knives. Rowing. Quentin Tarantino. Um... You're waving swords. Kill Bill? Kill Bill. There yes, it is. I've seen both Kill Bills multiple times. <laughs> we would be amazing at charades. Uh, we are amazing we at are. charades. Married people. Uh, you're like, it's the movie, and the guy has the thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, Kill Bill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, I watched Kill Bill multiple times. That's insane to me. I know. I'm very strange. Yeah. Also, you were the one. That, you're the big fan of uh, what's it? The, the Hannibal show. Was, yes. Yeah. Where you're like, I remember you showing me the first couple episodes of that, and there was one where like mushrooms were growing out of a guy's corpse, yes. and I was like, this is so fucked up. And you're like, isn't this good? I'm like, yes. how are you watching this? Yes. So we have different tolerances for like blood and gore and horror. We it's do. funny what one of us will turn away from and one won't. We are, yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. We are like that. There's a bit that I'll see if I can find where Patton Oswalt talks about his late wife um, and how, who was like super, if you don't know, super, super into true crime, basically solved the Golden State Killer. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, was part of it. Uh, Paul Holes also did. Hugely instrumental. Paul Holes. Mm-hmm. Um, literally wrote the book on it and um, unfortunately passed away. But um, Patton talks about how like she couldn't watch like a guy just getting shot in a western but would watch like true crime documentaries that were just horrific yeah and would that's make kind him, of us would make him sick and she'd be like be quiet yeah yeah, yeah. So. that's that's basically us so that's us. i'm glad it went over well i think one of the reasons you were able to tolerate that stuff even though you did look away a couple of times was because it was in a comedy context yes if we were watching a straight up horror movie or thriller nope. Way less tolerable. I think the fact that they also play it for laughs, like he plays. It really didn't bother me. I yeah, think you're making it. Okay, good. It Which is good, like because I mean it's did. it's it's super bloody, but it's played for comedy. Like when he when he hits the main artery in the woman's neck and it's just gushing out of her body and spraying all over his face. But it was like yeah. clearly it's red hilarious. water. It didn't yeah. bother me at it's, all. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, yeah, it's it's great. Um, and this is what's funny about this is I I love this. It's really clearly a turning point. Like YTT getting more and more. Famous and popular and known for more stuff because after this, when he did Hunt for the Wilder People, that was that was more widely known and got some good buzz, got some good press, and then of course he did Thor after that, and now he's doing another Thor. He's also going to be uh, one of the directors of the Mandalorian TV series that's coming to Disney Plus when that launches. Oh. So he's it's it's cool to see somebody with his talent get get absorbed into those ranks like. He reminds me a little, it's like a little bit when James Gunn did Guardians of the Galaxy, and you're like, oh, okay, here's somebody with actual, you know, comic timing, vision, something interesting to say doing a Marvel movie. I think YTT even more so got to do that. And I trust him to be able to do that in Thor 4, the fourth Thor movie? Thor 4? Thor Thor. Thor Thor? Thor Love and Thunder? Yep. Yeah. Um, 
Thor. For Thor for short. Thor. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's cool to see him getting to do this kinds of stuff because he makes like, interesting, again, like fun 80s, movies. Like an 80s thing. Uh, Thor Ragnarok was clearly just one big 80s music video. Oh, yeah. And I mean. And Thor Love and Thunder sounds mm-hmm. like another 80s. Yeah, like I'm not. How old is he? Is he my age? He is 45 years old. Yeah, so he's mm-hmm. my age, yeah. basically. And so we like the 80s. That's mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Which, I mean, he's been doing this, you know, like. He was 30 when his first short was nominated for an Oscar for Best Live Action Short, mm-hmm. which is great. Yeah. So he's been doing this for a while and got started young while he was building his career and chops in filmmaking in the aughts. That's when Jermaine was doing Flight of the Concords. Mm-hmm. So it kind of became this mutual helping each other up the ladder kind of thing because Jermaine Clement was much more well-known to me through Flight of the Concords. Mm-hmm. Like when Eagle vs. Shark came out, I was like, oh, it's Jermaine from Concords. Mm-hmm. And then Taika Waititi gets more and more well-known and makes these movies. You're propping your leg up on me like I'm a stool. You are. This is just, this. okay. I'm making myself comfortable. You are making yourself comfortable. There you there. go. Prop the leg up. There okay. you go. <laughs> Can I bring you something? A cheese plate, perhaps. A fan? <sighs> no? Shirtless, Shirtless Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Yep. yep. I, we both got there at the same time. You did. I knew it was going to happen. I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of me, too. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, I just, I'm a big Taika YTT fan. I definitely want to see Jojo Rabbit. Oh, my, jo- oh my God. We are going to report back on Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, he is just, he's funny and talented and clearly incredibly confident and self-assured, but not cocky or dickish about it. He's just, he knows he's funny and he knows what's funny and what works and he can do it really well. And his character in the movie is pre He's so genuine. He's so genuine. He is extremely genuine. Mm -hmm. But they also cut it like at one point, like uh, he... Through the technology that Stu gives them, he scans the old photo of his love, Catherine, from when she was a young girl, scans it from the locket, and makes a printout and posts it inside his coffin so he can look at it when he sleeps. And at first you're like, oh, that's just such a genuine sweet moment, because he closes the coffin lid. (laughs) And then the coffin lid starts bumping up and down because you get that he's masturbating. So they have this sweet moment and then they cut it with like a great little joke at the end. Like Which and that's perfect. it's perfectly done. Yes. Like that's that's his vibe right there. Yep. Like it's just that balance. Just it's, making so you good. laugh and then jerking off. Mm-hmm. Jerking off. Mm-hmm. He yeah. wasn't. Well the coffin was closed. Okay. Weird. Yeah. It's took a turn. Mm-hmm. What's your hell yeah for the week? My hell yeah for the week. What's your hell yeah for the week? Oh, for God's sake. It's like it's like trying to you figure out what think, to have for dinner. You didn't think about it? I didn't think about it. Oh. I blank, you, I'm blanking. You should have thought about it. My hell yeah is that um, the show Big Mouth. Oh, that been... was going to be, this will be mine. Join no, hell yeah. No, no, join oh, hell yeah. You we've done join hell yes. Own. Nope, you got to come up with your own. You're a terrible human being. I know. <laughs> my, I am so excited that one of my all-time favorite shows uh, is being picked up for three more seasons. Um, the amazing Big Mouth. Now, if you have not seen this show, you need to trust that Aunt Tracy knows best and that she would never lead you astray it has taken my husband 10 years to realize this although he does not call me Aunt tracy because that would be weird but for a while he would resist me i'd be like that would be weird you need to watch this show and he's like no and i'm like all right and then he'd watch it and be like well this is my favorite show in the world and i'm like yeah because i'm not an asshole and big mouth was one of those i was like you need to watch this show and now do andrew Andrew, <laughs> I'm all about jacking that stack. <laughs> Meet my fiance, Candace. This is <laughs> the only downside is the dick splinters. No one's gonna understand what I that don't is. care. Um, Andrew, it's it's Nick Kroll and uh, Andrew Gold. We didn't prep for this at all. Shit. Anyway, uh, his best friend from like forever. They basically wrote a show about. Their lot about them growing up and about puberty. They're, I think, 12. Andrew Goldberg. Andrew Goldberg, I was right. Created by Nick Kroll, Andrew Goldberg, Mark Levin, and Jennifer Flackett. Yes. And it features um, some fantastic um, comedians as voice, as as Mm -hmm. actors. John Mulaney, Mulaney Jesse Klein, Jason Mansukas, Jenny Slate, Fred Armisen, Maya Rudolph, Jordan Peele. Yes, amazing. Insane. If you, you, you need to watch it. Please trust me. Please trust me. 
you will not be disappointed. You will be so happy. And then you'll be like, oh my God, three more seasons. What? Yes. Uh, my dream is to become Maya Rudolph's character. And I will not tell you what it is because I don't want to ruin it for you. Oh, yeah. But, but I, I see it. I love it so much. I see it for sure. So that's my hell yeah. What's your hell yeah? I'm going to tag team on your hell yeah. No. I don't have a, I don't have a separate hell yeah. I apologize. We've done. T- we've, I'm gonna have to tag team. Okay, you want to think of a hell yeah? I'm not happy with you right now. I know, and I'm not. I'm not happy with me either. I'm getting a look. Haven't you? Aren't, don't you read a book? Don't you do anything? Don't I read a book? Oh yeah. You went to the beach yesterday. Oh yeah, that was great. That was my hell yeah. That's a hell yeah. We took the dog to the beach against what we're gonna say is our better judgment, <laughs> because. I don't have kids on purpose. I don't have kids. <laughs> so I don't have to deal with afternoons. Don't feel bad for like us. No. We get to sleep whenever we want. Yeah. Like, I'm probably going to take a nap I'm after this. I'm going to take a nap right after this. Yeah, it's 2.13 in the afternoon. I can take a nap right now. <laughs> I don't care. But I've never had to feed someone chicken nuggets in the shape of dinosaurs. Well, me. But that's just because it's my favorite meal. Oh. Yeah. No, um... We took the dog to the beach thinking, this will be fun. We'll take the dog to the beach. The beach is about like an hour, an hour and a quarter away. She whined the whole way there and freaked out the whole way back, too. Like, I think she thinks we're going to take her into the woods and shoot her like like she's in the mob or something. Like, it's Miller's Crossing and, like, this is her last car ride ever. She's just not going to come back. Every scene in, in her life is just out of casino. Yeah, so getting her down there, she was freaking shit out the whole way. We finally get to the beach, though, and wind up having, of course, a great time. A wonderful time. We take turns going out into the water and then watching the dog, let the dog run around. The dog chases some birds, looks for some looks for some shells, basically just has a fun little time. Um, yeah. Yep. It was a great afternoon. And then the dog, the dog somehow got muddier as the day went on. Like, we would get in the water and rinse off. The dog somehow got dirtier. I don't know. Because she's... She liked chasing those little mussels that go down mm-hmm. into the into the sand to make the yeah. little so that was my hell yeah because yeah. that was a highlight of the week and we haven't done that all summer yet and and you had new swim trunks i got my new trunks on it's it's been a crazy it's just a crazy time right now i'm sure a lot of people are dealing with crazy stuff going on and it was a really nice break to just get away go to the beach run around get in the water and just take a break it was yeah. really nice so if you live near water go get in some if you don't live near water move to where their water is <laughs> and then go get in that water and then problems are all solved move so mm-hmm. <laughs> i didn't say to, where to move it's your choice yeah you're free to move wherever there's water we're lucky i'm giving you that close. option you're welcome we're lucky that we have it close we are lucky that we are so and close i got to, to chase fish which i like to do yeah mm-hmm. uh and i like to go i like to go way out and swim to where my feet don't touch it terrifies the hell out of me <sighs> do you know what the ocean does kills people oh my god you you we were in Hawaii. No. Oh, my God. This story, really. Yeah. We were in Hawaii years ago, and she went out swimming so far that I thought she... I genuinely, genuinely wondered if she was dead. <laughs> and you I was... Really, for real? I was with I my was in-laws and, and Tracy's family on the beach, and she's been swimming. She's so far away. I don't see her at all for a while, and I think, the okay... The further out you swim, the clearer the water and the brighter and I think, okay, now what happens? Like, and all that. Okay, so, okay, now... Okay, so she's dead. So now what? Do I stay the rest of the week on the vacation? Would that be weird? Do I go home? What's our life going to be like now that she's been taken by Mother Ocean? She was just gone forever and then came back so nonchalantly. Yeah, because I was just swimming in the ocean and having oh a good God. time. I'll swim in a pool all day long because there's walls and a floor you can see and you don't you don't get sucked out into ocean. The it's, it's three fourths of the planet. It's amazing. It's terrifying. It's amazing. I love. Like I'm a water, I went out yesterday. I'm a water baby. And I got to right where like the, where my feet couldn't touch anymore, meaning the ground was like an inch or two below my feet, and I was like, nope, and just backpedaled right back toward the shore. I told him that I really think my dad just like by the time we I don't know could sit up on our own, just threw us in the Gulf. Was like, this is your life. Mm-hmm. I, I don't the strong ever, will come back to shore. I don't ever remember being afraid of the ocean in my life. I just remember I rem- all I know. I don't is, ever remember not being afraid. Of all it. I know, all I know of it is comfort and just like cradling me and yeah. taking care of me. The Gulf feels great. It's like a big warm bath. It's yep. great. Just bobbing around in the water. Don't talk shit about the Gulf, by the way. Yeah. 
you come we'll to our have, house. We'll have problems. Come to our house and do it. Come, come, come to, to my, my face. house and talk shit about the golf. Right we'll to my have, face. We'll have we'll have issues. Knock your teeth in. That's right. No, it's, sorry. It's, that's mean. <laughs> I mean, I'll disagree with you, but we'll still be friends. Oh. Mm-hmm. I love you. I love you too. Great movie, right? Yes. I love that you are afraid of the ocean and you're this big. Oh my guy. god. Yeah. You know what? I'm not stronger than the ocean current. Also, I should not have seen Open Water or Jaws. It's <laughs> fucking terrifying. Da, 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 yeah. I didn't even like swimming in pools after da, I saw Jaws. Da, 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 yeah, it's terrifying. I caught a shark once. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, anyway. That should happen. Uh, that's my hell yeah. Go to the beach if you live near water. If you don't live near water, SOL. It's my pro- not my problem. Yeah. So. I don't know what, what, should, what should, who should take us out. Who should take us out? We'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. Yeah. Enjoy the uh, takeout music. If you have got a movie you want to talk about or anything you've got to say, we've been getting some amazing feedback, which I love. And um, No nudes, though. Please stop with the nudes. It's not... You know who you are. Yeah. you. We're not going to call you. We're going to name your name, but... You know who you are. Is it's it appreciated? Be- of course. But it's not appropriate. No. And we, we're, we're frankly, we're, we're done with it. No. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so please email us at notseeingthispod at gmail.com and we will do a mini-sode for you mm-hmm. and the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And we love you. Have a wonderful week. And Bye, everybody. Uh, be cool. Bye. Studios, Marvel Studios, Ooh, Marvel Studios.